Welcome to the Jewelry Resellers Podcast, your go-to source for all things shiny, sparkly, and of course, profitable. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'll be your guide on this dazzling journey through the world of reselling jewelry. We'll be diving deep into the art and science of reselling, uncovering valuable tips, insider secrets, and sharing stories from successful jewelry resellers. We'll explore market trends, industry news, and even discuss how to find those hidden gems just waiting to be discovered in thrift stores, estate sales, and beyond. So if you're dreaming of turning your hobby into a hustle, or if you're a seasoned pro looking to stay at the top of your jewelry reselling game, join me each week for insights, stories, and more on the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the best platforms for reselling jewelry. I'm your host Desiree and I have been a jewelry reseller for the past two years. Well, I guess full-time two years, but part-time side hustle, almost five years. So I do have a little bit of experience and I'm going to share my thoughts and opinions on the different options available for you to resell your jewelry. This is one of the questions that tends to come up a lot, especially with new jewelry resellers. They always want to know what is the best online platform to sell my jewelry. So let's go ahead and dive in because there's a lot to cover today. I did take some notes and I made a list of some of the platforms that I have experience with and the ones that I have heard other people have good and bad experiences with. All right, so let's go ahead and start with the most popular ones. And I think these are ones that most of us have heard of before. And we're gonna talk about eBay, of course, and Etsy. Now, when it comes to selling jewelry, those are the two main platforms that most people think about, at least when they're, when they're thinking about vintage or antique jewelry, or like I like to say, pre-loved or pre-owned jewelry. Now, I think the main thing, aside from these, be, you know, these two platforms being the most popular, People are familiar with them and so they trust shopping on these sites and you will learn that that is a big deal when it comes to purchasing jewelry, especially when we're selling higher end pieces. People want to know that they can trust that they're going to get what they want and they're not going to get scammed. Now, I know none of us have the intention of scamming anyone But having buyers have that confidence that they're buying from a website that they know and trust will help a lot, especially if you're a new seller. Because if nobody knows you, if nobody has ever bought from you or they just don't know that you're a brand new seller or they don't know anything about you, at least if you're on a familiar platform, That gives people, like I said, the confidence to really trust the transaction. 
So let's start with Etsy. Now Etsy, as we all know, started off as a place for handmade crafts. And a lot of people who do make jewelry sell their handmade artisan pieces on Etsy. And I think Etsy can be a great place, although I have never sold on there personally. I hear mixed things about it. There are people who only sell on Etsy and, you know, they, they tend to have good and bad mixed opinions about it. Uh, mostly about the fees. And I think someone had told me to a while ago that um, you have to you have to promote or something like that, or, or Etsy automatically charges you a promotion fee or something like that. Like I said, I'm not too sure. But Etsy can be good. I think, well, I, I guess I should say, because I'm not speaking from experience here, I don't know. I've heard too many mixed things, and so I don't necessarily feel like it's a good place for me. But that doesn't mean it can't work for you. Again, depending on the type of jewelry that you're selling, the target customer that you are trying to reach, and also depending on what you feel comfortable with as a seller. You know, all of these sites or platforms that we're going to talk about today, you know, they're all different. They all have their own quirks. They all have their own pluses and minuses. And so you really have to think about too, what do you want to do? You know, where do you want to sell? Where do you feel like your items will have a good chance of being seen and then being sold? So that's my opinion on Etsy. It is, like I said, I don't want to say good or bad just because I have not had any personal experience selling there. But it's something to consider when you're trying to figure out where you want to sell. All right, let's go ahead and talk about eBay now. Now, I have been selling on eBay for years, for decades. <laughs> so I do have experience on this platform, and this is where I started. You know, I started on eBay many years ago when I don't even think there were as many options back then as there are now. So eBay really is the place where most people go and most people, you know, that's the first website that comes to mind when they're thinking about pre-owned, pre-loved or vintage items, especially, you know, collectibles. Now, the thing about eBay is, again, it's got its good and it's got its bad, but most people are very familiar with eBay. They trust eBay and a lot of buyers have also been on the platform for years, if not decades. So you have a wide range of people that you can reach on eBay. The listing process is fairly simple. The only complaints that most people talk about when it comes to selling on eBay, you know, are the fees. And nowadays it seems like the jewelry category because it is so heavily saturated, a lot of people complain about having to promote their items as well. Now, again, this is not something you have to do, but a lot of people are paying additional fees to make sure their items get seen. Now, the other complaint I have about eBay is 
sometimes the return process could be a little tricky. Now, this doesn't happen a lot, but, you know, some of us, and I include myself in this, some of us have gotten scammed by bad buyers. And I don't want to scare you, and I don't want to, you know, turn you away from selling jewelry on eBay. But this is something that does happen, and so you have to be aware of it. Now, luckily, it wasn't something huge, but a buyer bought something and then they made a claim that the item was damaged. And so, I don't know, I, I, I shipped the item and I packed it very, very well. So, I don't want to say, <laughs> well, maybe I will say that the buyer was lying, but I don't know for sure. But I just, you know how you just have that feeling like, like you're being scammed or someone's trying to pull one over on you. And that is what I felt. But anyways, we worked it out. I ended up giving a partial refund, you know, that I did not believe was deserved, but in order to kind of move on and, and keep going, uh, that is what I decided to do. Now I have heard stories of other jewelry resellers who, you know, buyers claim that they never received the item or that the item was damaged or that that's not what they ordered. Now this doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. So I just want you to be aware. And eBay does have a very lenient return policy. So the way to avoid that is to make sure your listings are strong and accurate and that you have really good photos and we will cover that in a future episode. But I just want you to be aware that that could happen. And, and you know, it's not unique to eBay. It could happen on any platform really. So that is the risk that we take as jewelry sellers is that there is going to be a small percentage of buyers who are just not good buyers. I'll say it that way. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about the next platform here, and that is Poshmark. Now, Poshmark is a great site, or I should say an app. Oh, they're also a website too. To sell jewelry, I have had some really good luck selling on Poshmark, especially doing Poshmark Live, which is my favorite way to sell on Poshmark. And again, we will talk about live selling in a future episode, but Poshmark is a great place and it is a really easy to use platform. They have really good systems in place for both buyers and sellers. And what I like about Poshmark is that you, for the most part, you can get a little bit more as it relates to the pricing of your items on Poshmark than you can on eBay. Because I think on Poshmark, the buyers there are actually, you know, they're actually looking for accessories and clothings and outfits and things like that. So it's, it's a definitely a different mindset with the buyers there. Now, Poshmark fees are pretty comparable to fees of other sites like eBay and Etsy. So again, that's something you have to take into consideration. And I have sold on Poshmark and eBay, and sometimes I do cross-list my items, although I don't do that too much anymore, but it's really easy to do that. And we'll also talk about that on a future episode as a selling strategy. But it's something you have to be careful with. I've said it before where you want to make sure you're not selling the same item twice and then you end up have, you know, having to cancel orders. That's not what we want to do. 
but Poshmark is a great place, especially if you're getting started just because it's so easy to navigate. All right, the next site I have on my list is Ruby Lane. And I just recently learned about Ruby Lane earlier this year. Now, Ruby Lane is for antiques, vintage, and collectibles, and they do allow you to sell jewelry. The thing about Ruby Lane, though, is that they have a lot of strict guidelines and you have to go through a process because I remember when I listed my stuff on there, I had to have, I think you have to have 10 listings before you can go live on that site. And you have to have a lot of details in the listings and in the photos. So it's a much stricter, I guess, listing process for sellers. But now this is good because it gives you the option of asking premium prices for your items. And the other thing I like about Ruby Lane is that the buyers that go on Ruby Lane, they are expecting to pay a premium. So, but again, you have to weigh, you know, what's all involved as it relates to your listings. But Ruby Lane is something to consider, especially if you have higher end antique and vintage pieces, because what I've noticed that what stands out there are the more unique, uh, harder to find jewelry items, you know, and things that are really, really different or things that are really, really collectible. So Ruby Lane is something to look into. And you know what, I wouldn't start off with Ruby Lane if you're a beginner, just because they are very, very strict and they do have fees involved. And if you're not making money right away, you know, you wanna take that into consideration as well. So if you are starting, I would say the two easiest platforms for you to start are eBay and Poshmark. Okay. Next, let's talk about, since we did kind of mention high-end luxury pieces, there's two sites that I think, if that's the direction you're going to go, that you definitely want to be aware of. Number one is The Real Real, and the other one is Cherish, which is a new-to-me site I just recently stumbled upon. But let's start with The Real Real. Now, this is definitely high-end luxury designer items okay so if you have those uh, Hermes or Chanel <laughs> or those types of you know jewelry pieces that you would like to resell uh, the real real is something you know to take into consideration as a place to sell those items now the real real has you know, I mean, it's it's gone through its challenges in recent years. And again, I hear a lot of mixed, mixed opinions about the real real, but I have sold on the real real several times and it's been a good experience for me, but it's not where I sell most of my jewelry because I'm not really specializing in luxury or designer jewelry pieces. Now the real real does have an authentication process. So when you send your items to the real real, they will authenticate them. And then once your item passes that authentication process, then they will put your item on the site to 
be sold. The other nice thing about the Real Reel is that you don't have to take photos. You literally just send it in, wait for it to sell, and then they send you the money. Now, when it comes to the not so great stuff about the Real Reel, is sometimes they are very picky about what they accept to sell. And the other thing is the commission fees are quite high and it depends on how long it takes for your item to sell. And that kind of determines how much you're going to make. Because I think if it sells like within the first couple weeks or something like that, you get the most and then the commission uh, gradually decreases the longer your item sits, you know, on the site. And some people have complained, and this is buyers, that they have purchased things on the real reel that were not authentic. So you really need to, I guess, be aware of what it is that you're selling. And if you're not quite sure, uh, understand that it may or may not be authentic. But again, the real real takes the risk for that and you don't, you know, as an individual. So it's something to keep in mind and something to think about if you are planning on selling the luxury high-end designer pieces or if you stumble upon them. I, I do know that sometimes when you're outsourcing, you may find an authentic Hermes bracelet. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've seen it happen. And I just want you to know that that anything is possible. But these are things to think about when you're selling higher end pieces. And sometimes, you know, some of us sellers, we just don't want to deal with, you know, having to pack this and then having to insure it. And then what if somebody doesn't like it or if somebody says, oh my gosh, this is not authentic and then they want to return it. So all of that stuff you don't have to worry about when you sell through the real real. All right, let's talk about Cherish and it's C-H-A-I-R-I-S-H. And I will put this list in the show notes. That way you can go ahead and check out each of these sites for yourself. Now Cherish specializes in vintage and high-end furniture and artwork, but they also have jewelry as well. Now I've never sold on Cherish. Like I said, I just stumbled upon it when I was doing my research. But it is a curated marketplace and they do focus on unique, high-quality, high-end items. So if you have something, you know, that could be worth thousands of dollars or something that's really collectible and unique, this is some place where you can consider selling your item. Now, I'm not sure about how the listing fees work, and I know they do have a very uh, strict acceptance process as it relates to what they will sell. But again, it's something to keep in mind and another site to research if you do have those higher end luxury pieces. All right, let's talk about, um, I do have Depop on here. Now I've never sold on Depop, but 
I know some people who love it and it's a very trendy, hip kind of, um, I don't want to say younger site, but you know, most of the stylish (laughs) young kids, uh, this is where they like to shop. So if you have some trendy pieces or if you have jewelry items that could be targeted to a more younger demographic, this is definitely a site to consider. Again, I've never sold on Depop, but I do know some jewelry sellers that do, and they've had good experiences. Now, I think the one thing about Depop is that you do have to be active on the site, and I'm not sure what all that entails, but I have heard that you do need to be um, you know, actively listing and, and maybe engaging on the site just so your items can get seen, but I'm not sure again how that works because I've never sold on Depop. But I wanted to throw it out there just because, again, it's better to have more options and to at least be aware of what your your options are when it comes to selling your jewelry. Okay, Um, next on my list is Facebook Marketplace. And this is something I really don't recommend, but again, there's people that sell on Facebook Marketplace. Now, I will say, that I have had really good luck on Facebook Marketplace selling my jewelry bulk craft lots, you know, or junk jewelry lots, you know, because crafters love to buy junk jewelry lots or crafters lots because they will repurpose the jewelry and they'll make something else or whatever they do. So Facebook Marketplace is a great is a great place for that just because sometimes those big bulk bags of jewelry can be really, really heavy. And so if you sell it locally on Facebook Marketplace, you don't have to worry about, you know, shipping the item, which is great. And the other thing too, is that you don't have any listing fees. So usually this will be a cash transaction in person. That is what I recommend if, you know, if you can do that because you don't want to get scammed. That's the other thing about Facebook Marketplace is like a lot of people are worried about getting scammed. But uh, I sold jewelry lots, you know, in the bags. And it was, I met, I met the woman or the women or the young girls because I sold several in the parking lot of CVS. One was at a parking lot at Walgreens. And they paid me cash and then they got their bag of jewelry and it was great. So I will say Facebook Marketplace is good for that. But if you're trying to sell, you know, individual pieces, or if you're trying to sell something that is high end, I would not recommend Facebook Marketplace only because you don't really have a whole lot of protection as a seller. So, and also as a buyer too, now that I think about it, you know, buyers don't really have a ton of protections either. And it's not necessarily the most ideal place. But again, if you just need to move something quickly or if you're comfortable, you know, doing cash transactions in person, it definitely could work for you. Okay, so let's talk about live selling a little bit. Um, I'm going to do a dedicated episode strictly about live selling, but I am going to mention here two sites that I know of, Whatnot and Jamble. They are live selling platforms and basically you apply. Once you go through the process of getting set up, you can do live online auctions selling your items. And this is 
like I said, where I have found my sweet spot. This is how I enjoy selling my jewelry. I do whatnot shows and I also do Poshmark live shows. And both of them have been great experiences. Now, I know that's not for everybody, but it is, again, something to consider if it works with your, you know, your lifestyle, with your setup, with your personality. You know, you do need to be comfortable talking live on camera. I have a lot of fun with it. I think that it helps me to really move my inventory quickly. The only drawback to live selling is you may not necessarily get as much as it relates to the cost per item or the sell price per item as you would if you are selling on eBay or Poshmark, um, you know, through listings. Live selling, usually the items will sell at a lower cost than they do if you're selling them through a static listing on a website. But you can move items much more quickly. So if you need to sell a lot of old stock or old, uh, you know, inventory. Whatnot is a great place to move those items quickly. And like I said, you may not get as much, but at least you are, you know, clearing out stuff that has been sitting for a while. So you can get that money and buy better items. Okay, now the last option I wanna talk about for selling your jewelry or I should say reselling your jewelry, is selling via social media. And this is TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook pages, or groups. I know several sellers who do really well selling jewelry on YouTube during live streams. And that is actually a very popular way for people to resell jewelry. Now, I have sold on TikTok and I set up a TikTok shop to sell some jewelry. And I'll probably have to talk about that in a separate episode as well. But that's an option too that you can think about. Uh, you can also sell on Instagram. There's sellers who do live Instagram streams, live streams on Instagram, and they sell their items directly to the buyers on a Instagram live stream. And I know another jewelry seller, she sells in, a, in her Facebook group. And she just does live streams in her Facebook group and she sells her jewelry that way. You can also sell on a Facebook page. You know, you can put photos of your jewelry items on your Facebook page and then tell people how to buy the jewelry from you. And this isn't, I've seen people do this for everything, not just jewelry. So you just put a photo on your Facebook page. Now this is a business page, not your personal page, unless you want to do it on your personal page. But the ones I've seen have been done on a Facebook business page or fan page, I guess they're called now. And then you take photos and then if people are interested in buying, uh, they can email you and then they can send you payment either through PayPal or Cash App or Venmo or whatever you know you decide. But we'll talk about that because there's a lot there's a lot of things to cover as it relates to that, but I'm just throwing it out there that that's another option as well. You can sell on social media and you don't have to pay any fees and you know, you just deal with your buyer directly. Now there's pros and cons to that as well. And like I said, we'll do a deep dive on that 
uh, coming up soon. So those are all the options as it relates to you selling your jewelry online. So we talked about Etsy, we talked about eBay, Ruby Lane, Poshmark, The Real Real, Cherish, Depop, Facebook Marketplace, Whatnot and Jamble, as well as social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. So I'm sure as time goes on, there'll probably be more options <laughs> as it relates to places for you to resell your jewelry. Um, you know, because e-commerce and live selling is becoming really, really huge right now. And so I think it's just a matter of time before there's going to be additional options for you to sell your jewelry. And I mean, who knows, you know, there's so much uh, that's coming, coming out nowadays with AI, you know, and that could factor in as well. So when it comes to selling your jewelry online, there really is no limitations. It's just a matter of you figuring out what's going to work best for you as it relates to your business model, as it relates to, you know, what you're comfortable with, you know, for the, um, for the site features, the listing process, the pricing and all of that, you know, getting set up. So what do I have here on my notes? So before choosing a platform, consider your business model, the type of jewelry you're selling and your target audience. It's also beneficial to explore multiple platforms to diversify your reach and increase the visibility of your jewelry inventory. So that's going to be it for this episode. I hope this was helpful and I hope this gave you a little bit more clarity as it relates to what online platforms you want to resell your jewelry on. If you have any questions about anything that I talked about, feel free to let me know. And that's going to be it. All right. Thanks so much for spending this time with me. I will check in with you again on the next episode. <laughs>